gonna hear far away student all just lift up your voice and sing with me if you can Yeah. 
Lift up your voice and sing it. So I'll cherish the old ragged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I will clean. Lord, I think about the person that wrote these words. Very powerful words about the cross. And there's another one that wrote and said at the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light. And my burden of sin was rolled away. It was there by faith. I received my son. And now I am a happy old man. So I cherish the old ragged cross. All my trophies, all my achievements. Father, I lay them down at the cross and we want to lay ourselves down at the cross this morning that you will minister to us Lord we realize Lord this is not just a meeting like any other meeting this is a meeting that you have called for you say that we should not forsake the gathering of ourselves again, as some do but Lord, you promised that wherever two or three are gathered in your name, you'll be the minister of them. So we are aware that you are here. We are aware that you want to bless us this morning. To rebuke us. To inspire us. To guide us. To lead us. Give us the quietness of the spirit. Lord, that we will all be able to hear what the spirit has to say to us. We are nothing without you. We are absolutely nothing without you. We need you to come, Lord. Through your word, the preaching of your word. And speak to us, Lord, directly. You know all our troubles, our problems, our, our desires. We now cast ourselves out of the way. Invite you, Lord, to come and minister to us. Bless everyone, Lord, that is under the sound of my voice this morning. Let my mind fade away. And may you minister to your children, Lord. Father, we ask this blessing in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
Amen. Amen. I'm going to invite you to your Bible. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 2. Verses 5. Ephesians chapter 2. The whole chapter is nice, but um, we have dealt with it, I have preached on it many times. So, but tonight we shall, this morning we shall begin from verse 5 and we will read all the way to verse 10, just five verses. And then we shall be seated. Even when we were dead in sins, as quickened us together with Christ, by grace are ye saved, and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Erafe betwali ngatufiri de mubiono no biafe yatufura abalam awamune Christo mwalokoka ruachisa natu. Natu zukiza uwamuna ye. Natu tuza wamu mubifebio mkuru mkristo yesu. For by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God. Kubanga mwalo kukaruwa chisa ruwa kukiriza sote kuwa do we believe that? Do we believe that? Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. You may be seated. Please. So I'm speaking to you, um, and of course, I want to welcome all of you in the name of Jesus. Happy to see you. Amen. I'm, I'm sorry, my mind is, you know. Just focusing on the word this morning. Amen. So I'm speaking to you on trophies of his grace. Uh, a trophy is, is you could, in, a, in, a, in, a, in the dictionary de definition, they, they say one of the definitions is a cup or other decorative objects awarded. As a prize for a victory. Or success. And you know when a runner runs. And the winner of the race usually 
gets a cup. Or when they play football, then the winner of the race gets a cup. That's a prize for their victory. Or when you excel in school, you can get a, a prize or a cup or something to just recognize your success. And so, um, then in another definition, this is according to ancient Rome uh, and Greece, a trophy was weapons of a defeated army. No, we are looking at ancient Rome, you know, those who used to fight with swords. And so, now when they would go and fight an army, and they defeat that army, then they would take all the weapons of that defeated army. And they would set it up in a place somewhere <laughs> as a memorial of the victory. Praise the name of the Lord. So these weapons we are simply now there to display the mighty power of the of the victorious force. Uh, the belt, like the, the people who, the champions, the, uh, the kickboxing, um, the uh, champions, you know, they, they win belts. And, and you know, belt after belt after belt, depending on how many times they win. And you know, it is it's not going to do anything with it, really. But it is a sign of his victory. It is a it shows uh, how great he is. It's an outcome of the fight that he fought and won. And therefore, he will treasure it. Let me ask you a question. What do you think that footballers use uh, the cups for? Do they use them to drink tea? It's just a trophy. A trophy of their victory. A trophy is like a, it shows prestige. It, it shows their success. It shows their victory. And you know, a trophy must be displayed. If a trophy is not displayed, then it has lost its power or its significance. And so, if you defeated an army and then, you know, you don't have anything to show for it, you, you, you have nothing to say. You, you are not a victor. You, you are not a conqueror. But if you have something to show uh, and say, here are the swords. Uh, here are, are, are the, um, you know, the armors of that army that I defeated. You know, that is a trophy now. Of, of, as a memorial of your victory. You remember when King Saul said, uh, whoever will kill, I think, a hundred men, a hundred men, 
I'll give my daughter. And so, of course, you are not going to go out there and then come back full of blood and say, I've killed a, a hundred or so men. You had to come back with the trophies of your victory. And that was the heads of those that you have cut. <laughs> oh, those men were ruthless. And you know you would go and kill your enemies. And then you behead them and come with the heads in a sack. And then you open it and you show the king these are the many men I've killed. Let us count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Until the number was arrived at. And David did that. He killed his enemies. Let me tell you, we need to kill also some demons and have trophies of our victory. But then see that, you know, he had to show trophies of his victory. It was like a memorial, like a testimony of his victory. And so, talking about salvation, many people think that it is our part to play that matters. And actually Christianity has been turned into a place where men try to work their own salvation. Did you know the major difference between Christianity and Islam? In Islam, to be able to go to Jannah, you have to kill some infidels. You, you, you have to do certain things. That's why they're very, very specific with the their prayer time. You have to pray at a certain time. Three times a day. And you know, you have to do this, do that, do this, do that. And if you do all those things, collectively, depending on how much you have done, then it can buy you a jana. Then it can buy you a heaven. Then it can buy you eternal life. But that's not Christianity. In Christianity, we are trophies. Did you hear me? In Christianity, we are trophies of someone who did everything. He fought the battle of sin and overcame it. He fought the battle of the world and overcame it. He fought a battle in hell. He overcame hell. He overcame the grave. He overcame sin. He overcame the world. And now he was called a victor. He was called a conqueror. He, he was called the mighty one. But what is he to be called mighty if he has no trophy of his victory? 
For a man to be recognized as a mighty conqueror, he has to have something to show for it. Something to boast of. And say, yes, I am a mighty conqueror. Yes, I have overcome sin. Yes, I have overcome death. I have overcome hell. I have overcome the grave. And I have something to show. Do you know what Jesus shows? He shows you and me. We are the trophies of his grace. We are the trophies of his victory. And I was praying, asking the Lord what to speak on this morning. And then maybe if the time allows, I'll read that quote in the Smanian church age where Brother Barnum said, I just read that word and mm, it's just smote me in my heart where he says we are all trophies of his grace. Praise the name of the Lord. And so out of that I built an inspiration and got to speak to you about this. Now, speaking on salvation, you know, we were all filthy sinners. When you look at uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 3, he says, and you as he quickened, praise the Lord, who were dead, I don't know whether my monitors are fine, I, I don't know who is working on the sound, I can't hear myself well, and I don't want to overshot. So, he says, and you as he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in, in time past, please, please follow me here now. I don't want to just, to just read this. I want you to follow the words. Okay, uh, you have it on the screen, yes. Or if you have a Luganda Bible, you can also follow that. Or listen to the and you as he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. We, we believers ought to say amen to that. If I read what you believe, just say amen. We were quickened. We are quickened. We were dead in trespasses and sins. in time past, you, ye walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past. In the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And we are by nature the children of wrath. Now, now, the word of God has declared that we were all filthy sinners. Dead in our trespasses and sins. We all walked according to the course of this world. We, we were walking according to the prince of the power of the air. We all fulfill the desires of the flesh. We all, listen, we all fulfill the desires of the mind. Is that true? Is that true, church? 
We were all by nature the children of wrath. So in other words, we were all not good. We, we all we had nothing good in us. We were good for nothing. We were all sinners. And I want to ask you a question. Why would God want to save us? Why would God want to die for us? I want you to imagine, please imagine. Put out an um, imagination. God Katonda. being God at his throne in heaven Katonda. and yet coming down from glory. Down from glory. He left his majesty. He left his power. He left his prestige. He left everything he was only to come down here on earth for a nobody. For you and me. Who were dead in sin. Who were walked according to this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. We, we were born fulfilling the desires of the flesh. The desires of the mind. We never knew we needed God. We were born just like everybody else. But here is what God did. He decided to leave his majesty. And he came down here to, on the earth. And he put on flesh. Can you imagine that? He put on flesh. He did not have to. But he put on flesh so he can look like you and me. So he can be able to bleed and die. Jesus was not a second person of the Trinity. Jesus was God himself dwelling in human flesh. God came down from glory. This is the Bible calls it the mystery of God. God came down from glory. In the book of John chapter 1, he says in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And then on verse 14, he says and the word put on so what who is the word? Chigamboyani. God. Katonda. Now God Katonda. put on flesh. If you understand it, say amen. God Katonda. put on flesh. And he came among us. But when people never recognized him, they never understood who he was. But he was the God of glory. The creator of heaven and earth. He came down from glory. And he came down to the earth. And put on flesh. Can you imagine? That is a mystery. Until today, not many Christians know that. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 42, he says, I am the Lord, and that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another. 
his glory of being Lord, he cannot give it to another. And then here, we call Jesus. Jesus is Yesu Jesus is Lord. So how many lords do we have? The Bible in the book of Ephesians. He says there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Not two lords, one Lord. So if Jehovah God in the Old Testament was Lord, and Jesus is Lord, that simply means Jehovah became Jesus. The Jehovah of the Old Testament is the Jesus of the New Testament. It's the same God. Why would he do that? Why would he humble himself? It is right there in verse 7. He says that in ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. In his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Tell someone he wanted to show. He wanted to show his infinite grace. I pray that God will give you an inspiration to understand what I'm speaking about today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. He wanted to show. He wanted to display the proof of his grace. He wanted, you know, his purpose has been, you know, to, to be able to, to say to point at something to point at someone to point at something and then to say look at my infinite grace how could he do that when he was in heaven how could he show his grace what is grace unmerited favor Unmerited favor. So God, Katonda, He let sin be in the Garden of Eden because He had a plan. He had a plan. You know, the Bible says God is God alone. There is none beside him. And is God by himself. He does what he wants to do. No one questions him. No one questions him. Don't question God. God is only to be believed. Don't question him. That's why we are believers. We are believers. We don't question God. We believe God. How many believers do I have in the sanctuary today? We believe God. We don't question God. But God being God, he allowed sin to come in the garden of Eden then, if you can have a lot of questions there. But me, I don't want to have any questions. Why did he let sin be? How could he let that happen? Why did he stop it? If he was God and he knew all things, why did he come down and hinder the devil? I want you to remember that Jesus, rather, 
before he became Jesus, when he was still a spirit, God, in the, in, the, in the book of Revelation, he speaks about the war which was in heaven. The battle we are fighting is not our battle. No, it's not our battle. That's why we need to learn to believe him. We need always to give our battles to him. For him to fight them. You don't have to fight no battle. He has to fight them. The battles belong to him. My battle is the Lord is. And in heaven, when Lucifer wanted to rule over higher than the stars of God, God said, no, I can't let this happen. And he sanctioned uh, Michael. He says, Michael, go and show him. So Michael came by the authority of God. Amen, and he had a flaming sword. And the Bible says, Michael fought. Michael had many angels with him. And Lucifer also had angels with him. And there was a duel. There was a battle. And this battle started there. But I will show you it ended down here. Because the Bible says, as, as Lucifer fought against Michael and his angels, then Lucifer was defeated and he was thrown down to the earth. That is how the devil came to the earth. He was never on the earth. He was in heaven. So the battle started in heaven. But I have some good news for every believer. The devil came down here as a defeated creature. We always forget that part. The devil came as a defeated creature. So can I now say all his demons, all his angels are defeated angels. Talk about malaria. Defeated malaria. Talk about lust. Defeated lust. Talk about immorality. Defeated immorality. All those demons of theft. Demons of witchcraft. They are defeated. Yes, defeated. They cannot win a son or daughter of God. Who knows the word of God? Satan came down here already defeated. And when he came down, he started to come and deceive the human race. And when he brought his seed through the human race, he perverted the human race. But God being God, he let that happen because he had a plan. <laughs> Hallelujah. He knew what he was going to do. He knew. The devil did not know. One thing that makes God God is that he is omnipresent. Hallelujah. He is everywhere. At the same time, he sees before it becomes. <laughs> he sees the end from the beginning. He knows. He sees. And the other thing, he has a solution for everything. Hallelujah. I, I believe what I'm preaching to you this morning. <laughs> 
I told you what church, whatever I preach to you. I believe it. And I practice it. Hallelujah. So I believe that God knows all things. I believe even what the devil is planning against my life. God knows it already. And I also know God has a solution for what the devil is planning against me. Why did God let the devil come? Because he wanted to manifest. Amen. You know, he overcame the devil. But you see, how can God come down and tell you he's a God of grace? When the devil sinned, God did not manifest his grace. Amen. When the devil sinned and all, all the demons, they were judged immediately. Until today, they have never been forgiven. Until today. And they will never be forgiven. But talk about a soul. Talk about a soul. The Bible says, the soul that sins, that soul shall die. And Adam and Eve sinned. And from that moment, they die. The devil knew the word of God. And the devil had already sinned. So he knew even as he was not forgiven as he was not forgiven he thought that even Adam and Eve will not be forgiven he knew the word because the word says the soul that sins that soul shall die so now when he made them to sin because of the nature of the sin it brought forth an idea whereby listen church whereby instead of Adam giving birth to sons of God as a son of God himself when he was perverted everybody else he gave birth to was also perverted. The Bible says we are all born in sin. So the devil knew he had sealed the deal. No one, no one is going to be forgiven. No one is going to be forgiven. No one can be forgiven. But you see that was all that the devil knew. Where the wisdom of the devil ends, that is where the, the, the foolishness of God begins. <laughs> Which means the wisdom of God is far greater than the, the wisdom of the devil. He thought I have defeated the human mankind. I've completely consumed the human race. Now all of them are going to be born in sin. And they're all going to be in hell. Where I am. They are going to be mine. But wait a moment. God let that happen. Because there is something that God knew that the devil did not. And it is called grace. 
when they sinned and hid away, God didn't wait for them. God came down right quick. Adam! Adam. Where are you? What is that? That's the sound of grace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He was hiding in the thickets. In the thickets of sin. In the thickets of fornication. In the thickets of immorality. In the thickets of lying. In the thickets of the world. As all of you were. But when we heard his voice. Oh glory to God. Our place in the bar. Is empty. Glory to God. Our place in the shrine is empty. Yes, sir. Our place in the lodges of fornication is empty. Why? Because we had a voice. It was the voice of grace. It pulled us out out of a life of sin. Why did God come down? God came down so that he may display he may display the proof of his grace. I am a proof of his grace. You are the proof of his grace. Hallelujah. Amen. We are walking trophies of the grace of Jesus Christ. If you want a proof that Jesus died, look at me and you will know. Look at the son and daughter of God. And you will know that Jesus died and rose again. We are the trophies of his grace. Hallelujah. A trophy is not a trophy if it is not displayed. You see, you find you walk into a, a, a war general, a war veteran's house. You will see all the trophies displayed. You walk into Israel. At that time, you would see all the trophies. This is the sword. We, we, uh, in the battle of so and so we won, we won it does, does anybody know where the sword of Goliath went the last time we heard about it was when David was using it to cut off Goliath's head where is the sword it is in the hand of David David is a type of Christ. Where, where is the sword of the devil? It is in the hand of Jesus Christ. As a trophy. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, I wish you find a better word. A better word. You see, you see it's, a, it's, a, it's a sign. It's a weapon. In this case, a weapon of, of, the, of the memory of victory. Aha, mudali is better. Chibera, Or a prize. An award. 
Empera. that shows success or victory. Meaning the work is done. And he has the proof of it. You get a point. I am a proof. That the work is finished. Salvation has been given out. There are people going to the rapture. I am the proof. That the blood has been shed. I am the proof. That hell has been emptied. I am the proof. That Jesus rose again. I am the proof to the world today that there is a living God and a living gospel that changes men and women I am the proof hallelujah Jesus can look at me and display me before everyone I'm going to quote from the token and you are not yourself no more. You are not yourself no more. You are not what you used to be in other words. You are Christ's. You are now in his hand. He said, all the Father has given me will come. And in the Old Testament, he says, I've inscribed you in the palm of my hand. I am no longer my own. I am Christ's. Oh my goodness. Hallelujah. So if you're joking with me, you better be careful. You better be careful. If you are joking with the daughter of God, you better be careful. By the way, in real, real sense, in physical things, did you know you cannot play with the child of God? Did you know that? The Bible even says anything a child of God would say. And you fight against them. You, 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 you cast it or whatever it is. You will never be forgiven. Someone say, where is that scripture? He said, whatever is done or said against the Holy Spirit. Will never be forgiven. That's the only sin. Which cannot be forgiven. Blasphemy. And what is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? Where is the Holy Spirit today? Answer me. It is in us. He is in us. On the day of Pentecost, he came as flaming fire. Leaks of fire. And he came upon, he rested upon each of them. Anybody that said anything against them, he would never be forgiven. In this world and in the world to come extent that Jesus spoke to the disciples. He said now you have a commission. You are going to go from city to city. You shall be received. And whoever receives you bless them. Whoever rejects you shake off the dust off of your feet in to say you've cast them. Can you imagine the church has that authority? It's a strong, strong force. It's a power. That's why don't anger a child of God. You remember in the Bible 
Bible. We find that there was Elisha. He was a son of God. When he was angered, you know, you know he, he out of anger, he called bears. Simply because these children were laughing at him on, at his bald head. And he called she bears from the forest. They came and ate the children. Completely. That's why it is very, very serious. When you are standing or speaking to a child of God. I'm not talking about preachers only. I'm talking about the blood-bought child of God. And when you know that also, you know you have power. You wield power. Power that can change things. Even certain times, when things don't happen the way you expect it, don't speak either words. You can speak something and it happens to somebody. Without you knowing even, be careful how you use your mouth. Don't speak either words. Cast words. You are blood bought. Holy Ghost Son or daughter of God. You ought to keep yourself in a way that shows who you are. Amen. You don't think your thoughts. You don't think your thoughts. You say, I think. No, you have no thought coming. <laughs> The life that was in Christ is now in you. I am telling you of your place and position in Christ. That's why if, if Christians knew this, they would not be rushing to so-called men of God to anoint them with oil and cast out demons and, and rather and, and you know cast out curses. The Bible says in the book of Mark, chapter 16, the sign shall follow them that believe. Not the sign shall follow the prophets or the anointed men of God. No, the signs will follow everyone that believes which sign they shall cast out demons in the name of Jesus. They shall lay their hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. They will drink poison or deadly thing it shall not hurt them. Someone can give you poison and you don't die. Hey, did you know that? Did, did you know that? That somebody can poison you and the poison won't work you because you are not a normal human being. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The life of I don't know whether we understand the power the strength of this. The life that was in Christ is in you now. When he was on earth, which life was in him? Zoe. God's own life. It could, he could forgive sins. He says, woman, your sins are forgiven you. He said, you, you are a man who are you to forgive sins. Now they will ask you, who are you? 
to forgive sins. But you have that life. You are just not exercising. A woman would come with an adultery and they want to stone her. And he stopped it with a supernatural power. His life saves sinners. If his life is in you, all the sinners around you will desire to know the God you serve. They will desire to believe because they will realize there is a depth in you. There is a life in you that they don't have and they want to have it. The life, he would say, Peace be still. He would call Lazarus out of the grave. Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth. That's the same life that is in Hallelujah. Amen. I said, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The life that was in Christ is in you, the mind that was in Christ is in you. The works that was in Christ is in you. And Christ himself is in you. You are dead. Amen. Your life is hidden in God. Through Christ. You are sealed there by the Holy Ghost. You are no longer your own. He was not responsible for anybody. That was out of, out of the token. The whole family must be brought into. And the token must be displayed. You know, when the children of Israel were leaving Egypt, they, 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 they told them to, Moses told them to put blood on their lintels. And when, when the angel of death sees the blood, then he passes over. You see, but who was not under that token? God was not responsible for that. The token must be displayed. It had to be displayed. If it wasn't displayed, then it was of none effect. You could believe in it. You, you could say, oh yes, I believe it. But that didn't do it. If you say, well, I will tell you what I will do. I'll put it in a bucket. bucket. I'll put it in a bucket. And I'll sit over here on the wall. But really, I think as long as I have it in here, if I had the blood over here, he said, no, sir. Am I preaching to someone? According to what Moses said, he had to take the blood and display it on your house. Do you think it was easy for people to do that? The ones who were living in Goshen, they would say, these people are, 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 are committing witchcraft. What is wrong with them? See, even so and so, Maybe if you had your friend an Egyptian and he sees you, then he will come and say, ah, even Okelo, shame. Then they see the brother who is 
Very dignified. Take away the nyario. Put your name. Nebala Baburaza Luanga. And you're taking blood. Nga kuto musai. Nagusiga kurujiwa nana gumas. Even Luanga. It was a shame. But they had to display it. It had to be displayed. If you say it, me, I believe what Moses said. I accept it. And you even speak in tongues. And you even dance. And you say, but the blood, I'm going to put it in a bucket. And I will sit on it. I don't want my friends to see. Nothing happened. When the angel came, death would be in your house. That was the, he says, you can't be a secret boy about it. Hey! Where are the secret boys and the secret girls? That are Sacred Christians. Sacred believers. You know these days. These days. We may not have our. Every one of us may not have a house. But if you have Facebook. You have a wall. <laughs> if you have WhatsApp. You have your status there. Displayed before everybody. Do you know what you are displaying there? Who you are. Who you are. If you are the kind who watches that comedy every day, you are going to throw it there. If you are the kind that read all this trash, you are going to display it there. When I see it, I will know your status. I will know your spiritual status by what you are displaying for everybody there to see. We are what we eat. You can only speak out of the abundance of your heart. If you are ashamed of the gospel, someone said, oh no, pastor, don't even go there. Because I'm not putting it on my status, does not mean I am ashamed. I believe it. He has said here, even if you believe it, and you say, yes, I received this blood, but no, I have to be a secret boy about it. Let me put it in the bucket here. And I sit on it. God knows I believe it. He checks my heart. No, you are a liar. What is going to happen when the angel comes, he will also strike you. His requirement was not to put the blood under your bed. Bring the token. Take it out of the house. Display it on your heart. On the door. Where everybody can see. Where is your life as a believer? What you speak out there. How you live out there. If you are ashamed of Jesus. You don't have the token displayed. He wants you. Oh, glory to God to be a trophy. A trophy that will be displayed before everyone. Don't be ashamed. To speak about what you believe. Don't be ashamed to hold a Bible and walk with it. 
These days, others even buy Bibles, which are like notebooks, so that people don't think they are religious fanatics. So you buy a Bible, and then you make sure it doesn't look like a Bible. Not so large. Just there. Which you can even pocket. So that people just think you have a notebook. Others don't even have a Bible at all. I will not ask you to raise your hands. But if you don't have a Bible, I don't know whether you are a Christian. I doubt. That's the truth. I doubt. If you don't have a Bible, I doubt you. I doubt your testimony. I did not say you are not. Personally, I said I doubt your testimony. You are a Christian. And you are going to church. And you have no Bible. One of the reasons why you don't have a Bible is because after church, you are planning to go to this and that. And, that. and your friends should not see you with the Bible. Now you are quiet. But that's the truth. Let us put the token on display. Let them know who we are. By the way we dress. By the way we talk. By the way we behave. Amen. Amen. Let them behold our chest conversations. And let them know. Those are Christians. Those are believers of the Bible. I am not ashamed of it. You've got to have it. You've got to have it on display. That was the purpose of putting it on the doors. So you could see it on the lintel. And on the doorpost. It is something you are not ashamed of. You want the whole world to know. That you are dead. And your life is here. In God through Christ. You want the world to know. Some of you brothers, I see you. You take someone that you watch and you put on your status or on your Facebook wall or on your TikTok. Let me tell you, whatever you do, display the word. Display, display Christ. What you are doing shows that you are not ashamed. It shows you have got it. It shows you are a trophy. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me take this a little further. A little In Job 1.8, the Lord said unto Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? that there is none like him in the earth and perfect and an upright man one that fears God and escueth evil can you imagine God was boasting of Job Amina 
God Katonda. was boasting of a trophy that he had won. Have you seen my trophy? Have you seen Job? My servant? Have you seen him? Satan, tell me. Tell me. Have you seen him? Have you seen Solomon? Have you seen Praise the name of the Lord. Brother John, you are at the university there. God ought to say this about you. Oh, the demons roaming around and working in that university. By the end of it all, they must be able to answer this same question from God. Have you seen him? Have you seen her? There is none like her or him in the earth. Oh my God, oh my God. Can you imagine? God is singing about Job. There is none like Job. No one else can display me like Job. I have walked all day. I have found no one perfect. There is none like Job. God is singing. There is none like you. A perfect, an upright man. One that fears God and eschews evil. Oh God, give a testimony like that about me. Give a testimony. You should desire to be a trophy of His grace. So God, give a testimony like this about me. Ask yourself. Can God give the same testimony about you? To some of you, God is ashamed to testify that He is actually. You are actually his. You know, if, 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 your, if your wife is not, yeah? and someone says, Is this your wife? Brother, how are you? <laughs> you, you don't even want to say. But if your wife, yeah, is your character, oh, is your nature, like you are. You, don't, you even speak before they tell you. By the way, brethren, I want to introduce to you my beautiful, loving wife. Why? Because you're not ashamed of her. Yes. Some of you, you really make Jesus Christ ashamed. And he can't look at you as a trophy. But we should be a trophy. Of his grace. I'll give you another example here. In the book of Esther chapter 1 verse 10. On the seventh day when the heart of the king was merry with wine. He commanded Mehuman. Bistha, Habona, Bigtha, and Abagtha, Zetha, and Karkas, the seven chamberlains that served in the presence of Ahasuerus the king. To bring Vash to the queen before the king with the crown royal displayed to show, oh my God. 
to show the people and the princess her beauty. For she was fair to look on. But the queen Vashti. She refused. She refused to come at the king's commandment. By his chamberlains. Therefore was the king very wroth. And his anger abandoned him. I told you why did Jesus die? Why did he come down? Why did he want to save us? That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. And I'm telling you about displaying the talking. How we are trophies that must be displayed. How we are written epistles that must be read of all men. Whoever you meet in this life, after departing from them, what is their testimony about you? You know, there are some people who are very good at cheating others. They, they cheat you and you don't understand that they have cheated you until they have left. So, hey, okay. <laughs> he, was a, he was a crook. And let me tell you, many, many Christians are Christian crooks. God help us. God help us. But I want you to see, Vashti was the same, same way. Was the same, same way. The king was happy. He was married. With wine. Wine. I don't know whether that is called Wallace. And so he was so happy. And you know this king has serious at the time. He was he was ruling a very vast kingdom. Almost half of the earth by the way. She was the king of kings. And before I continue, I want you to understand that Ahasuerus is a type of Christ. Ah. You know the Bible is not a Bible, it's not a book of history. It, it has the things people are, are reading. It has the meaning behind also. But the children of God are given that deep food. That's what we feed you when you come to the house of God. So verse to the queen. Before the king. She was called to come and appear. To show herself. To display her beauty. But when the queen heard that. She said, Don't tell me no sense. I also have my party. Who is told you that if I'm the queen that anytime you want to see me that I go he shows me to drunkard men 
Men who are falling down don't tell me no sense. I'm also in the women's party. We are also doing women's things. We are in our organized things without drinking. Don't tell me to go and show off in the drunkards. They are shouting. They are falling down. They are speaking. Now I go and I display myself. I don't want, don't tell me. The king had that. The Bible says his anger burned in him. And here is what he did. He said, What can I do? And they advised him. They said, Now what you need to do? You need to marry another woman. He said that is right. I'm going to divorce Vashti. And marry another woman. How can she refuse to, dis to be displayed before these people? My people. How can she refuse? And she, uh, he divorced her. And he, he, he called. Uh, 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 he gave her an announcement. And they said the king is looking for a bride. And it's, it's a very deep teaching. I can go into it another time. But then that's how Esther. Became the queen. Of her What qualified her? She, she did everything that pleased the king. She accepted to display her beauty. She accepted to be a trophy. They said, is there anything you want? She said, nothing. But all that I have received is enough. All I want is to see the king. The bride can say all I want is the king. All I want is Jesus. Don't tell me about prophet so and so. Church so and so. Organization so and so. All I want is Jesus Christ. And this, uh, these chamberlains were, were seven. Oh, seven church age messengers. In every age, God will send a messenger with a message to prepare the queen to see the bridegroom. And we are in the last age. And God has sent us the last messenger with a message of restoration, restoring all that was lost. Restoring baptism in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Restoring the teaching on one God. Restoring the true office of a woman in the church. Restoring the true teaching on gifts. Esther accepted everything the Chamberlain told her. And she came and displayed herself before the king. Many women had come. And they had left. The king was not pleased. But when the queen, the king saw Esther, oh, I always say when royalty meets royalty, Esther was destined for the throne. The moment the king looked at her, the king saw himself. Hallelujah! Amen. 
represent my queen. My queen. From that day, Esther became the queen of the kingdom because she displayed but she refused. Friends, we are trophies of his grace. We need to display ourselves to the world. Let's not be ashamed of Christ. Let us not be ashamed. Let us not be ashamed. The Bible says that he might show forth his exceeding riches of his grace. You know, let me, let me show you something here. Open your Bible to the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4. I want you to see a little bit about grace here before I conclude. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Do you know when we talk about his exceeding riches of his grace. Riches. Who can you define as a rich man? One who has 10 billion? One billion? How much? A true definition of a rich man he has a lot of wealth and he can't quantify it. He can't quantify it. It is too much. And here Jesus, uh, the, the Bible is saying he wanted to show exceeding riches of his grace. In to say the surpassing riches. The incomparable riches. You, you can't compare his grace to anything. His grace, nothing can surpass it. You know, I was thinking, well, his grace for who? For me. He died so that I might receive grace. According as he has chosen me in him before the foundation of the world. Some people think that they can actually sin to surpass the grace of God. Many people even fear to be baptized. Because they're like, how can I like God? Because I'm, I am not, I, I know I have done, I am a bad person. I'm not very good. Some even fear to come to church. Because they feel they are sinners. Some even when we are singing, they fear to rejoice. But you have to clap your hand because you feel you are a sinner. And the devil lies to you when you go to a club. You are the one who throws legs better than anybody else. So when you are in church, you don't dance. Why? Not because you don't know how to dance. When you were in the world, you were dancing really good. What happens when you come to the house of God? The devil is trying to lie to you that you have too much sin. And therefore, he binds you. 
He binds you. You can't even say an amen in the church. You can't even dance. You can't even the Bible says where the spirit of God is. There is liberty. And you say I want to show you the power of his grace. That his grace redeems you from a life of sin. Regardless of what you did. Or how bad it was. His grace carries you out of that. Why? Because let me show you something. Because he shows you I want to show you his grace was there before your sin. <laughs> Some of you didn't get that. How many years do you have? 40? 50? 30? Your grace, his grace was there before you sinned. And it is actually going to be there after. His grace is not as old as you are. His grace is much older. So, what I'm trying to say, the things you did in the past, if you have confessed them, let them and leave them at the altar. His grace takes care of your life. Hallelujah, because that is why he died in order to receive you to himself into his bosom. Amen, why? Because his grace is rich. The Bible says, when did he choose you? He chose you not after you repented. Have you heard that, Brother Fred? Not after you repented. If you are hearing me say amen. He chose you way before you were even born. Did he know you were going to sin? He knew that. That is why grace had to happen. Because without grace, there is no man who will ever see God. The Bible says, He chose you in Him before the foundation of the world. Now listen. Some people think grace is a license to continue doing bad things. That is disgrace. Making the grace of God of none effect. But what is grace? Grace is when you have been a big time sinner. When you have been dead in your trespasses and sin. And when you find grace, you realize you are pure as a lily. Your sins have been carried into the sea of forgetfulness. It can never be remembered again. And your life is now buried in Christ. You are no longer what you used to be. You can no longer go back to the dead stuff. You are born again. Why? Because you were chosen. Chosen in him. Before when? 
D before your mother was born. You were chosen in him before the foundation of the world. So that you should be holy and without blame before him in love. Before he created the stars, before he created the moon, the earth, the seas, the animals, and all the fullness of the earth, he chose me. Can you say it? He chose me. If you believe it, say it. He chose me. He chose us in him by grace. It is what unmerited favor. There is nothing that you can say that I did that did it. This kind of grace is above and beyond. This kind of grace many people don't know but this kind of grace brought you to the knowledge of the world. This kind of grace did not tell you you are a sinner. This kind of grace told you you are holy. This kind of grace told you you are going to the rapture. This kind of grace told you you are without spot. You are without blemish. You are royal priesthood. And you are kings and priests. With God. This kind of grace has greater promises. So when I walk, I know I'm a trophy of his grace. I don't care about the past. My past might have been so ugly. But I can't let the devil condemn me on the basis of my past. Hallelujah. You cannot do that. To do that is to betray the grace of God. Say, oh God, I wish I had not done that. That's why I'm suffering. The reason why you're still suffering is because you have not appreciated and accepted the grace of God. That if you receive the revelation of grace, you are going to receive the sound of freedom. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Someone will say, who are you to preach to me? When you did ABC, you will tell him, Who did it? Thank you, you said when I did. But now I no longer do. I am a new creature in Christ. When you receive the revelation of grace, you will be free. Free to worship God. Free to dance. Free to live a life that is worthy of the gospel. Even the things that were still an encumbrance on your life. Those sins which take and pull you back. When you understand grace, they can never take you back in the mud again. Because you have realized you are a new creature. You are a new being. You are a trophy of his grace. Hallelujah. Your grace is above your sin. The Bible says grace did much more abound. Bible says grace did much more abound. 
you had sin. Grace abounded more than your sin. Imagine how many lies you have told. Grace abounded more than that lie. It is now in your past. Imagine how many fornications you have done. Grace did not kill you. The law would have killed you. But you are here because of grace. Grace called you. And because you confess your sin and you have re you received the revelation of no, the word, so oh God, I'm no longer. Say, yeah. Grace says, no, 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 cry no more. Those things are of the past. You, you actually never did them. Do you know what justification is? Justification is that your sins are forgiven not only forgiven but also God doesn't remember your sins it is like it is like you never actually did them it, it is thrown into the sea of forgetfulness and he doesn't know that you did it it is you in your memory that you remember Ah, I did this and this, I did this and this. You are still counting. God doesn't remember anything. At the moment you confessed it, His forgiveness, His grace cleanses you. And your sins are far away from you as east and west is. I'm telling you what grace is. So some people think they have sinned so far that they cannot be restored. That's why the devil lies to them. The devil lies to you and he tells you this is your life. You will always be a wine bieber. You can never leave alcohol. You know you like it. You know you are a part of it. But the day you receive a revelation of grace, you realize you no longer need alcohol. You realize there is a drink you can drink and it will hit you the same way. That's the revelation of the word. It's a stimulation of revelation. It is what they received in the day of Pentecost. They became drunk. <laughs> they realized they no longer needed alcohol. Their appetite for alcohol died. Why? Because they received grace. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I could continue preaching and preaching, but I need to stop now. Do we appreciate the grace of God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord willing, I will add on, on Wednesday, I will add on, I, I have to just stop right now. Shall we stand on our feet? Hallelujah. His grace is just so lovely. We are trophies of that grace. We are here to display it to the world for them to understand what Christ has done. He has died. Hallelujah! Amen! 
If they doubt it, they should look at you. You are that trophy. Someone should give a microphone to Brother Peter. I want to sing that song again. We are going to sing a song which says, You shown me mercy. When you died in disgrace, the cross was meant for me. You were beaten so much that it tore your body. The nails were so tall and so big. Jesus, you showed me grace when you died in You died in sorrow when you were naked. You paid a price I couldn't pay. Jesus, let me lift you. If you understand grace, going to sing this song with you shown me grace it is in your strife that I'm healed I bathe your blood and I'm cleansed if you have sinned if you have things that are haunting you it is simple you bring it before the Lord the you just talk it over with him you can have a new life you can be set free from that life of sin. You, remember you are a trophy of his grace. Don't settle for anything less. Whatever the devil tells you, don't accept it. Accept what the word of God tells you today. Hallelujah. Shall we worship together? Echi sabwe wa fira munsonyi Yesu ai chitange Omsalama bali bakubajiranze Yesu Wanda gechi sacho Emi kocho Jari minjine jiuzo Mubiri Oh, Yesu wange Yesu Aichitange Emi sumari Jari minene
just be sincere in your heart as you speak to him tell him Lord I want to find that grace I want to be a trophy display I don't want to be ashamed of Christ I want them to see me and know Christ because I'm a trophy of his grace I did not deserve it but by grace he has called me he has blessed me he has established me oh I need more of that grace oh thank you Jesus
No matter where I go, 
voice and tell him, oh, he knows, he knows my name, he knows, he knows my every thought, he sees, he sees, he He knows everyone's name here. He's a father. He will never leave you. Those were his words. He said, I will never leave you. Nor forsake you. That is his promise. Stay in his presence. You will overcome all these things that the devil pushes your way. Just stay in his presence and keep trusting him. Have faith in God. All things are possible. You are a trophy of his grace. Do not let the devil tell you anything else. He has already told you who you are. And that is who you are. Because he said it. Just believe it with all Thank you, Jesus. Father, we love you so much. Oh, we give you praise. Father, Lord, in our hearts today, because you are so wonderful. You are mighty. You are the mighty warrior. You fought the battle of sin. Oh, and you, 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 you overcame. And because you overcame we are the trophies of your victory and we say thank you for loving us this much that you even came down to you and, and gave yourself for us help us also to live for you a life display that we may display the token before the people that they will know who we are and what you have done in us. Thank you, Lord. I just feel saying that, that chorus, Jehovah is your name. Shall we stand up if you are seated, seated and let us sing it together. Just repeat it a few times as we give him praise before we dismiss. Close your eyes if you can. Let us just just tell him that. Amen. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name. overcame for you oh Jehovah is your name sing it now Jehovah 
voice to him now oh jesus is your name Jesus, Jesus is your name. Oh, lift up your voice to him. Oh, Jesus, Jesus is your name. He's giving you victory. Over your battle. Now I'm talking to those that can connect to the Holy Spirit at this moment. To not just hear my words, but what He is speaking to you. Giving you victory over your battle. Taking you out of your temptation. Giving you power over sin. Setting you on a path where you can be a trophy of His grace to a generation. No matter how big it is, believe. He's more than able. Because he's a mighty conqueror. He can conquer that lust for you. He can conquer that sin for you. Just give it up to him. And tell him. Mugambi. Mighty warrior. In Jesus. It can be sickness, it doesn't matter. Oh, oh Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 
Just speak the name of Jesus. Jesus is closed. He has spoken to, you, to us through his words. Can you get ready now? Can you get ready now to receive your victory? Not tomorrow. I'm speaking about now. He's a God of the now. The Bible says is the same yesterday. Today. Today. And forever. Don't wait for him yesterday. Yesterday is gone. Don't wait for him tomorrow. He's a God of today. So please receive your victory. Yes. Just open your mouth and begin to tell him, Lord, I receive. Your name is Jesus. And you say that the mention of the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Speak Jesus over your problems. Speak Jesus over your sickness. Over your trouble in your home. Over your trouble in your life. Let Jesus work on it right now. It's according to your faith. You receive it and it will work for you. Yes. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. We are walking out of here free. We are walking out of here happy. Because we have trophies. Of the devil can't convince us otherwise. The enemy cannot convince us otherwise. We are what you have made us. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Father. We love you, Lord. You have done so much for us. You are so wonderful. You are so wonderful. Bless your name, O oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't you love his presence? Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. God bless you. For as we dismiss, I want to recognize. Uh, the presence of our sister Betha. Mamile. Join me to welcome her. God bless you. Uh, would, uh, I think it would be good that you greet us with no, your own the words. Just come close and then I'll give you a microphone.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I am from Uganda, Hallelujah. I got married here in 2000. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. children. Plus one Frank. Hallelujah. Amen. because of the happiness. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Jehovah Mkama wakoze minene kuye, hallelujah. I saw him Hallelujah, the great man, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 so happy to be with you today. Amen. Yes, May the Lord Uh, where is Joseph? Joseph, is he still in here? He stepped out. Has he stepped out? Okay, so I just wanted to. So this is the mother to Joseph. Oh no, your mama was Joseph. And I know many people here already know Joseph. So God bless you. Amen. And be with you and strengthen you. Um, Brother Joel, where's Brother Joel? Yes, I was told that, he, did he come? Okay, so uh, the boss to Brother Joel. I think the, the owner of Sejuko Motors. Where Brother Joel works. He's also a young man. I met him once, but uh, he has a, quite a, a very um, a big and growing um, a company. So I would like you also to greet us. We are happy that you came to fellowship us Amen. I told him he wanted to come to his church. I wanted to come to his church. And he really invited me this Sunday. Though, actually, I came a bit late. Because I was caught up with work. But I've managed to come. Thank you so much for welcoming me. Amen. And may God 
bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Joel told me he had given him uh, the our live stream. I and I don't know whether you have ever followed us online. We are happy that you came today. And let this not be the last time. Here we have no book. But the Bible. We have no membership. We have fellowship here. People come from all sorts of religions. We just fellowship. You don't sign any membership. Yeah, so we, uh, we have no other God but Jesus Christ. And we preach the word. And our purpose, our main purpose, is to preach something that will help the people. Um, going into the kingdom of God. So, uh, you are welcome to come again and again. Uh, Sister Beth as well. You are welcome to come again. And again, and again. Uh, she used to be, uh, is it Catholic? Yes. So I used to preach to her quite a lot when I was younger. And uh, she used to be. Uh, but I hear now she's in Morocco. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm happy that you came also to fellowship with us. God bless you. So you are all dismissed, church. We'll just sing wonderful Jesus to me as we go. We'll be, Sister Rose, we're happy to see you. She was sick. We're happy that the Lord has given her grace. To be here, it is grace. The whole week she's been down. But God is, God is good. Amen. Amen. Brother Martin is not with us today because uh, he's, uh, he, uh, he greeted you. He's in the village. In uh, yeah, he's in Tororo. He's in Tororo. Uh, so he is with us although he was not able to come back today Amen So shall we sing uh, what was the song? Wonderful Wonderful, wonderful Jesus is to me Brother Enoch that testimony, did you give that testimony? Yes you wrote the sheet, but they never called you. <laughs> so let me give you the opportunity. Two minutes, you give that testimony. <laughs> Come. A powerful testimony here. <laughs> God bless you. Are we happy? I'm also happy in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Uh, as you know, it has been like for seven months. I'm not working. Since I lost my job. Now, I've been struggling since then. Looking for a job. I remember I reached that pastor then. He gave me like connection fee. Uh, he paid some office. They used it to connect me on, on, on a lot of jobs. I went there, but I never go through. We can go like three people, then they took, they take two, then for me remain. Until the office, 
when they felt like they are tired of me. Eh? And they, I remember one day they told me, like, maybe you can first go back in the village and pray to Jaja. <laughs> and I also felt like when they post a, a job, I, I said, ah, I will not disturb them. Because I'm sure I will not pass. <laughs> when I reach there, sometimes they say, I will call you. They, 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 they even don't call me for interview. Uh, I gave up and I was like I will never even uh, uh, okay tell them to pay back my money because indeed they tried their best but the problem was on my side but the time came I said there is something wrong I must do something. I was determined in my heart. I said, enough is enough. I said, I'll go into prayer. Then I called someone to pray with me. Uh, she said, we have to pray 24 hours. Will you manage? I said, yes. Uh, we were to start on Monday. Uh, God started talking with me before I entered into prayer. It was Sunday, I got a dream that you pray for some people, so don't pray for your needles only. And I pray those sisters who were helping me. They told them the dream that we should not pray for this one only, but also other people. And they did so. Uh, after the, our prayer, I got a dream that the other sister who are praying with me, she has my answer. Actually, it was who was telling me. And I, I called her. She gave me the, the dream. She got. We were putting on white, crossing the river. And I saw that was victory. And again, I got a dream when I, when I was cutting the big snake, it was in our house. Then I was, and I feel like I'm, I'm free now. After praying, it was like two days. Then they posted another job. And this time I wrote to this man. I said, Mr. Alex, allow me to disturb you one more last time. I gave, her, I gave him the testimony that I've been in praying. And I have victory now this, this time. I told him, this time if you connect me, I'm sure in Jesus' name I'll go through. He gave me the contact. Uh, we went there like six, six people. We made the interview. But among them I went through. Now we thank God for that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I'm so happy. I give, I give glory back to God. God bless you.
to encourage you those who, do, who don't do this. I told Enoka until when you yield yourself to the Lord seriously in your life and even in prayer the Lord will grant you a job. If it is not that, I told him, go back to the village. I didn't know that even the other people had told him, go and be... <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they say you have, uh, you have uh, what they call them. You see, <laughs> That is true. He had some winds of the cloud. Hey, the word of God and the Holy Spirit breaks every yoke. However much the preacher yields, and you're not serious, you don't decide. You are there. You just there live a defeated life. Now she can come and he speaks a loud amen because he has seen victory. If you need a job, you have known what to do. Go in prayer. Give yourself to the Lord. In, in, uh, in honesty, he will give you a job. He will give you whatever you need. You, you don't need to go to a pastor to break yokes and curses to, to power anointing on you those are lies what you need is what to be honesty before the Lord I already beat everyone let us sing that song as oh wonderful wonderful Jesus says to me Bye.